on today's show. How is the confidence meter of Kyrie Irving re-signing right now? How are you feeling about it? We got a report recently. You should be feeling better about it. We'll tell you why. Coming up on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We mean it. Five days throughout the offseason. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. Subscribe or follow for free wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below let us know in the comment section who should the mavericks target in a trade this off season really curious to see who you guys think who you guys want download the game time app create an account and use the code lockdown nba today's episode is brought to you by game time for 20 dollars off your first purchase again promo code locked on nba lowest price guaranteed also if you want to support the show get texts from us text us uh, talk back and forth with us. It's, it's much better than, than Twitter DMs. I'm so much better responding to subtext than I am Twitter DMs, Instagram DMs, all that kind of stuff. Subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description below or text the number on the screen or in the description. Uh, and joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The Kyrie Kai killer, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Listen here, Nick. We, we know the truth. All right. The truth stop will putting, set you free. Stop putting out all these cap podcasts, and I'll tell the real story when the time is right. The cap. The cap. Just wait. When the time's right, I'll, I'll tell the story. I'll tell you what what I have for you. Uh, today, what we have for you is we're going to talk about some of the teams that have been eliminated. We did some yesterday, and uh, we talked about the Wolves, and we talked about the Hawks. And we're going to talk about the Clippers, the Grizzlies, and the Kings. Could the Mavericks be getting back in to Harrison Barnes? Could the Mavericks consider Dylan Brooks or Steven Adams to bolster their roster? Could the Mavericks uh, get some of the wings from the Clippers? We'll talk about some of those. But let's start here because Tim Cato released an article on The Athletic, friend of the show, Tim Cato, been on the job, Tim. Been on the show a couple of times. Wasn't the expose we've, we've all been known Tim Cato to drop, right? Hold, Wasn't, holding back on us, He Tim. held back. I felt like he held back a little bit, uh, but did reveal some things. And so I want to talk about Kyrie. I want to start here. The Mavericks have to re-sign Kyrie. They have to. There's Correct. no There's no other option for them, right? You can talk about, okay, well, they can clear about $30 million in space. That Tim Cato talked about that possibility. Bobby Marks in his, uh, in his off-season preview for the Mavericks talked about that on ESPN that, hey, they can clear up all this money and, and go sign some guys. We've talked about some options the Mavericks could just sign in free agency. You, We've discussed a couple of sign-and-trade possibilities for Kyrie. Not, none of them are really standing out because it doesn't seem like there's anybody else that's super interested in bringing Kyrie in. The Phoenix Suns were a team that may want to trade for him at the trade deadline. They did the KD. Uh, you know, They have KD now. I don't think Chris Paul or DeAndre Ayton, like, I don't know if those guys are – are getting sent for Kyrie and you're feeling much better about that Phoenix Suns team. Maybe you would the Lakers were the other team that has come up a lot for that team. That team is rolling. They feel like they know who they are now. And uh, mm-hmm. in according to the athletic and Tim Cato sources, 
and other sources. Uh, no matter how close Kyrie Irving might be to LeBron James, the Lakers are uninterested in pursuing him in free agency, say league sources. We've also heard this from Mark Stein, that the Lakers are not really interested in bringing Kyrie Irving in. That was the one guy that, or that was the one team that looked at Kyrie and said, okay, we, we're interested in you, that we were waiting to hear, okay, is this is this the looming threat to, to sign Kyrie away from the Mavericks? And it seems like the Mavericks are now, the confidence meter for me is, is it, it's, it's a little bit higher, it's a little bit higher today, but no matter how high the confidence meter is, he has to be re-signed by the Mavericks. They have no other choice. Yeah, it's number one goal. It should be in the number one goal. Um, I feel like we've both been pretty confident that Kyrie would come back at the end of the season, uh, going to the offseason. I still am. Um, the Lakers one, yeah, scares, I mean, scares you because of the relationship with LeBron and all the reporting stuff before that. He goes to the, you know, the game the other day, game six game. Everybody's freaking out. All the reports, oh, Kyrie's at the game. And then there's the video of him and LeBron dabbing up and all that stuff. And it's like, all right, it's great. cool. It's great, dude. Um, dude, it's great. <laughs> and it's like, you know, we were both it's like, oh, here we go. Everybody's just going to run with this. You know, and then what was it? The next night he's in he, he's in Sacramento for game seven. Uh, courtside with that game, you know, with the Warriors, you know, Kings. No one really reported that Kyrie walked in uh, for that game. Uh, but, sorry. <laughs> uh, but, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, Dallas has to resign him. I, I'm pretty at right now at this moment, I'm confident he'll be back. Um, how many years we'll figure, we'll figure out what that looks like, but yeah, that's, that's step one. That's step one. They have to resign him. And that's the, uh, that's the spot that they're in right now, because we're talking about all these, these options and players to bring in and targets, to bring back, considering you have Luca and Kyrie together, that's that's been my mindset. Is that is assuming that you have those two together? Because if you don't, you have a much different issue. Because yeah, all of a it, sudden, you may have lost Brunson in one offseason for nothing, and then maybe Kyrie for nothing in another offseason. And the thing with the signing trade is, you know, it has to be. It's this really delicate conversation that has to happen. Of you know, you you got to have a a free agent who wants to go to a team that doesn't really have the cap space to sign them. So that's when you go back to your home team. You're like, listen, being honest, don't want to be here anymore, but I want to go to this team. Is there a, is there a sign and trade thing that you could work out? Is there a, you know, piece now the the way it gets tricky sometimes is if they use another team as like leverage to where if like, let's just say hypothetically Kyrie said, I want to go to Phoenix, but what if Dallas like, I don't want anything from Phoenix too bad. And if he had another team that he could convince Dallas, hey, I'll go sign outright with, you know, the Lakers or whoever it is. If you don't do a sign and trade with this team, um, then that that it gets so tricky. And that's where I think you hear some, you know, the DeAndre Ayton name coming. Like Phoenix is one is one of the teams I'm really going to look at this summer going after Kyrie. Especially they just lost, you know, game two to the Nuggets. Let's just say they get put out in the second round by Denver. Um, man, I would be so heartbreaking, but, <laughs> um, tough when they're up. I mean, for, for them, I could see them trying to re-engage, even though all the KD Kyrie relationship stuff and all that, but I could see their owner trying to go, go after him and all of that. And then, yeah, I mean, they don't really have cap space. So then it would probably turn into a, if Kyrie wanted to go, go there, a Deandre Ayton type thing for Dallas. But, and the other teams that you're looking at that could have cap space, like, would not be really interested. It's like Orlando. It's uh, like OKC. There, there's not a ton of teams that are going to have cap space this offseason that are going to be interested in, in Kyrie. 
Now, we did say that about the Brunson situation last year, and then the Knicks were able to create space. So anybody could create space uh, if they give up enough stuff. So I do expect another team to come uh, to come to like you know the top of the water at some point, just to like raise the price a little bit for Dallas. I think he comes back to Dallas, but I think it's you know. I don't think it's going to be we don't hear any other team connected to Kyrie. I think they're they're going to need another team to come out and be connected in the in the reports so that he can have a little bit of leverage with Dallas to get, you know, a third or fourth year. But as of now, Isaac Harris, we're waiting on that team to reveal themselves. It doesn't True. seem like it's going to be the Lakers. So that was a that's a big domino for the Mavericks re-signing Kyrie that seems to have fallen according to Mark Stein and then now this athletic article about now the Lakers are not interested in bringing Kyrie in. So Coming up, let's talk about the team around Luca and hopefully Kyrie when he signs or he resigns and returns. Should the Mavericks consider any of the Clippers' wings? Could they consider Dylan Brooks? Doesn't look like he's going to be back with the Grizzlies. Talk about some of those options coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about the Game Time app. Game Time is the app that you can check out for all the different concerts and shows and comedy and. Uh, sporting events this offseason, Isaac just said to me earlier today, I'm going to go to a Wings game with you this this season. I did. And I'm excited. If you want to go to a Wings game, I'm going to be at pretty much every home game. Uh, you can get those tickets at game time. Check out game time and uh, forget planning months in ahead. You don't have to do that. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash tickets uh, for football, basketball, baseball, everything. Game time guarantee means you'll always Get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110, 110%, almost at 110,000, 110% of the difference. So go check that out and then uh, look at the other ticket apps to see if they can give you a better deal. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem the code, all caps, all one word, Locked On NBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guarantee. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Being part of the show, again, if you want to be part of the show and support the show, subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description below. We have a subtext mailbag every Friday, so ask some questions there. And uh, on tomorrow's show, we will get into what if the Mavs get the number three pick in the draft. Last couple Wednesdays, we've done... What if they get number one? We talked about women, Yama and Luca, that 3% chance. We talked about number two a couple uh, last week. What if they get number two? And then three becomes an interesting conversation because then it's not just, all right, you're feeling good about a player. It's, okay, what do you trade it for and what can you get for it? So we'll talk about that tomorrow, but let's get into uh, these other teams. We've been talking about teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs and if the Mavericks can take advantage of some of the moves that they'll have to make. Well, let's start here with the Clippers. Clippers are in a weird situation. This mm. experiment with Kawhi and Paul George uh, has been effective in some ways and very ineffective mm. in other. Well, it's been effective in that the Clippers are a serious franchise now. They have like true free agents will go there. Uh, you know, they they bring in they have a fan base and all that. Like you know, Howard Beck on on uh, one of our lockdown shows. He's on many now. He's on Lockdown NBA on Mondays and on all that. He had made a good point about how this Clippers thing has been successful in the sense that it brought legitimacy to this franchise and put them in its position to potentially be contenders. Now, on the other end, they have not been that. They've been to one conference finals. These guys have been, the like Kawhi and Paul George have been injured all the time. And now, next season, they'll have $200 million in salaries committed to these guys without Russell Westbrook, uh, whichever Plumley brother they have, Mason. 
And Eric Gordon has a $20 million non-guarantee. That $20, that $20 million counts in the $200 million, but a non-guarantee. So not sure what's going on with that. But without Westbrook, they already have $200 million. I've mentioned this so many different times, and <laughs> somebody brought it up on subtext. Like, hey, this is like a really good point, and I'm going to agree with them. The new CBA is starting next season. And this new CBA has this second tier of what's called the apron or the luxury tax or like the next level where you have these uh, these teams that are paying an exorbitant amount that are above the luxury tax and like several levels above that. The Warriors, the Clippers that are above that. If you're there two years in a row above that second apron, like dozens of millions of dollars over the, the, like the salary cap, then you're held back in so many different areas, draft picks, free agency, different mechanisms you can use all kinds of different things are you're you're dealing with and so i don't think teams are going to want to do that especially if you're a clippers team that's not really contending right now because of all your injuries if you're the clippers isaac harris who do you look at as to try and and try and like move off of and who can the mavericks take advantage of oh gosh i mean you know for them it's weird because you know paul george Kawhi's contracts basically line up that you know next season they're both guaranteed at like that 45 45 and a half million dollars but then they both have player options for the year after that the 2024 2025 season and a lot of other contracts line up with that also you know for them marcus morris covington batum um you know eric gordon if they you know pick up his guaranteed money so a lot of money comes off their books in that summer of 2025 not this summer but next summer exactly not yeah, 2024. Yeah, I was getting my years mixed up here. Um, so f- for me, when I, I when I look at it and say yes, if they just looked at it right now, there's different. There's multiple of these guys that I'm like Norman Powell. Yes, interested. I would take Marcus Morris on this team, even though some of you guys probably wouldn't. I would take Nick Batum on this team. I would take Zubots on this team. Like, there's a lot <laughs> of these. I mean, Terrence Mann, sure. Like, there's a lot of these guys that fit. Can I throw at you a, a fake trade? I'm ready. I'm here. That uh, I'm curious to see what you'd say about it. So let's say that they're looking at it and saying, "Hey, we got some. Mo- we got a lot of money coming off our books next summer. The only other guys besides Paul George and Kawhi that make big money next summer is Norman Powell and Zubats. And what if they looked around and said, "Hey, Parents how can we make an eleven too? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but like, what if they looked at it and said, "How can we get off most of that money to where we can free up?" And basically have another shot at adding like a third guy alongside Kawhi and Paul George next summer. And to kind of have this like kind of a reset a little bit. And they looked around and said, hey, can we flip Norman Powell and Zubots for somebody else? And what if they called Dallas on draft night and said, hey, Reggie Bullock, Davis Bertans, and the 10th overall pick for Norman Powell and, and Zubots. Mm. So for them... You know, the whole thing with Reggie Bullock, he's expiring contract, so he would still play for them this year, but his money would come off the books, line up with pretty much everybody else in the roster. And then Bertans is basically due $5 million the year after that, so they'd be saving an extra like $26 million next summer. So you definitely take a little step back roster-wise for them, but they also get the 10th overall pick, another young guy they can add to the team. And for Dallas, would you give up the 10th overall pick? To get Norman Powell and Zubots? 
If I'm Dallas, I hope that there are better options on the table. I nor, mm-hmm. like I think those two players would would fill certain needs the Mavericks have. Zubats be a, the guaranteed starting center that the, that we've talked about for weeks now that the Mavericks need to absolutely get if they don't get a guaranteed starting center that's better than Dwight Powell, then it's a failure of an offseason and failure of yeah. a front office again th- three years in a row now. Um, if that happens, he's not the defensive like anchor that you would hope. He's not adding a ton offensively that you're super excited about. He has games every once in a while. And then Norman Powell adds some scoring, like a great scoring punch off the bench. But I think you're hoping to get that from Jaden Hardy and then, you know, whoever, like Josh Green or whoever else. Like, you have Luka and Kyrie. Um, I'd say Norman Powell is the example of how you can take kind of a one-dimensional wing player and add it to a little bit more versatile wing player. And like a Norman Powell who – can do a little bit more off the dribble than what like a Reggie Bullock or something like that um, yeah, could yeah, do. So Yeah, and, and he can, but I think that you, you hope that you have some of that already, and scoring has not been an issue for, for your team, yep. especially if you're keeping Tim Hardaway, too, in this. Um, if you if you switch, if you put Tim Hardaway in that deal then instead of Reggie, then I'm, I'm th- definitely thinking about that more. Because if you yeah. lose Reggie Bullock, then all of a sudden like you're just you're siphoning off your best defensive players one by one by one. Sure. Um, so I don't know about Norman and, and Zubats, but the, you you would want them on the Mavericks. The problem is, my my other targets on this team were um, Robert Covington, eleven point six million dollar expiring next season. He doesn't really play for them. Like they they should want yeah. to get off that money, however they can. Like the Mavericks could maybe get him for free uh, if they have some kind of exception or anything like that. And the Batum, eleven point seven million dollar expiring. That's another one where he's getting older. He's thirty five. Maybe they're like, hey, we got to get off of some of this money. And those are two guys I feel like they can fairly easily get off of in the offseason. Maybe you do both of those guys for, like, you know, for a, a Davis and something something else that they're interested in. This would, It would be great if they had some – the Mavs had some seconds <laughs> to send. But, yeah. um, but they don't at this point. I don't know what else you would send in a deal like this because I don't think you're sending a future first. You don't feel good about that. No. Not sending, like, the 10th pick. That's ridiculous. No. Um. But, yeah, those are two guys I'm definitely targeting with any kind of exception or anything like that. In the new CBA, by the way, your your, uh, your mid-level like exception and all that, you can use as, like, a trade exception. You can trade you can trade into that. So that's, like, a new thing that we'll be hearing about uh, coming up, too. So Yeah, so, so basically, I don't know what direction the Clippers go this offseason. No, <clears throat> but if they start reshuffling the deck, I would definitely make a call if I was Dallas because there's three or four guys – especially on the wings. And I would, I would take Zubats for the right price too, that I'd be interested in if I was Dallas. Before we move on to other teams, Mason Plumley was, I thought pretty good for them in, in certain stretches. He's a free agent. If you have this in, insane salary, <laughs> like salary cap next year, I don't know if you re-sign him. Is that a guaranteed starting center for you? <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, he's in a weird, like I thought about that too. When I, when I was looking at their cap sheet before this, He's in a weird spot where, like, he is. I think he's better than Dwight Powell. He would be. He would be better, but yes, but you're like not guaranteed better. Like, if he comes in, the Mavericks run their same defense, and he can't run it like Javale in that same. Then you're running the same exact scenario you did last season. Coming up after the break, I got one more question about the Clippers. I got to ask you real quick. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go check out Prize Picks, see what's available for you. It's super fun uh, to pick different things. I hope that you picked some of my options for that I did on yesterday's show because I had Harden over. I think I had Maxi over. Uh, I had I had Tobias Harris 
I think I had over. I think you picked. I picked under. You picked under on that. He got over on that. Uh, you just go and you pick two to six players and more or less on their projections for points, rebounds, all kinds of different stuff. Let's do Nick's Heat. Bam Adebayo, eighteen point five points, more or less. It's got to be more. He, he's got. He, they got to give him more. Uh, Jalen Brunson, twenty four and a half. Give me more on JB. More. Give me more because more. He's he's got to have a bounce back game. Then there's like. You can do Kevin Love, Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, 21 and a half. Give me less on that one. Um, if you play the power play on that one, put down 20 bucks. You win 100. If you just do the regular flex play, put down 20. You can win 45 on just that. Check out everything that's available. It's not just NBA, NHL. Uh, they have MLB, all kinds of different things. Again, and use that promo code locked on. 100% uh, deposit match up to $100. Again, promo code locked on. Download the app, prizepicks.com. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on the show. Again, tomorrow, we're going to do what if the Mavericks get the number three pick in the draft? What should they do with it? Come back and comment on YouTube and let us know. Again, subscribe to our subtext and tell us what you think. Let's talk about some of these other teams, but before we do... uh, Next time, don't wait till it's three seconds left to talk. You had one more thing. (laughs) Um, Just real quick, gut, gut answer... If the Clippers decide to blow it up, are you uh, going all in for Kawhi or Paul George? <sighs> all in is, is is something. Just everything you have. Tenth pick, future first, Josh, Jaden, salary. I do it because it's not my job on the line, <laughs> right? Like, if I'm Nico Harrison and my job is on the line with it, and I'm like, all right, I can get Kawhi Leonard for our pick this year, a future first you know, Jaden Hardy, whatever, like whatever else I can get Kawhi Leonard on the Mavericks. I'm going to, I'm, tough, I'm, I'm rolling the dice. I'm taking the dice and I'm rolling the dice <laughs> on the is table. It, is it and really I'm, sad of me if I say no, no, it's not because it, it's, it is so much of a risk, so much money, but Luca K- Kyrie and Kawhi would be insane. That'd be insanely good, but that's two injury prone players and Kawhi very injury prone. But the, your question is invalid because they they can't do that because they have this new arena that they're building that they're not gonna, they're not yeah, going to tear can. it all down just for that they they they've dug themselves into a hole too deep like this is the the Literally. classic this is the thirty rock you know to get out of a hole you have to dig deeper into the crevasse you have to you have to keep going and dig yourself out Tim Hardaway can by sell digging tickets. by digging deeper and deeper and deeper and, and basically tank the network like they did for NBC <laughs> and then get out of it all right let's talk about the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are out of the playoffs. So sad for them. I I feel mm. personally just I'm so heartbroken that that team really humble team. They they really just you know did everything did everything correctly. Said all the right things. Like you you really feel for a team like that. Young, America's team, young team that just really you know felt like they had something to prove out there. Right, like you know felt like they 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 hadn't arrived yet. Like that's what that's the feeling I got from that team. Mm. Yeah false they have 137 million dollars in salaries next season that's over the salary cap but not in like a crazy range where you're thinking about hey they got they have to make a move Uh, although they are close to like the actual salary cap so maybe if they don't want to be a tax team they can they can make a move but that's without dylan brooks and a draft pick or anything so if they have a you know draft pick that's going to make a couple million here and there that'll raise their their money there uh and they already have 14 players under contract next next year so they may want to move one one or two guys here and there uh, the thing that they have to watch out for is twenty twenty is twenty twenty five. So not next season, but the season after that. Bain is a restricted free agent. Uh, Tyus Jones is an unrestricted free agent. Xavier Tillman 
is going to be a free agent. Like, and they already have $126 million in salaries lined up. So maybe they're looking forward in the future and saying, Hey, not this season, but next next season, we have to make some kind of cost saving move because we've got this core that we're going to all of a sudden have to pay. Cause we've been hitting on these draft picks. They got to uh, get a vet in there. That's going to start. That's going to start with them. Um, for, for them. I mean, Dylan Brooks free agent. I said this the other day as like a superlative type thing. I was like, who's a, who's a free agent that you would make a call to, but you wouldn't tell anybody that you made the call to because <laughs> you're kind of embarrassed. I think it'd be Dylan Brooks. I think I would, I would make the call just to see the interest. Um, that would be the classic Avengers, you know, where did you, where did it bring you back to me? And that's, it's low key, like sitting there and the, that's exactly what it would be. And my, my take the other day is the Mavericks can't do it. They can't do it with Dylan Brooks. They don't have the culture anymore to handle a Dylan Brooks. He, his defense would absolutely help them. All that can't take, can't take the head caseness. Can't do it. Um, I think I'd be a little bit more open to it than you would be. Yep. They'll probably do it. Honestly, honestly, (laughs) if we know the Mavericks, they'll probably do it. They'll probably sign Dylan Brooks. You and I go to the press conference and we'll share a glance across the room and I'll look at you and you'll just smile and laugh at me when he says something ridiculous. Like, you know, Luke and I, we were always good. Like, Hey, you know, like talk soon. Like, Hey, we, we've, we've always been close. LeBron's another year older. (laughs) And I guess he is. Yes, Dylan. Um, I poke bears. There are bears in Slovenia, right? (laughs) I love Brandon Clark. I thought you were thinking about if there are bears in Slovenia. No, no, no. (laughs) I love Brandon Clark. I'm going to look up how many, how many bears are in Slovenia. The Achilles tear is tough, especially for a guy like that who relies a lot of on his, his bounce and explosiveness. What percentage of Brandon? What percentage of bears? There's over a thousand bears in Slovenia. I'm glad somebody doesn't seem like a lot, but that's what somebody's count out there counting. That's there's no, there's it's the, uh, the Slovenia forest service. Of course they would be counting how many bears they got trackers on them. We have, we have 300,000 bears in in the U S that's so like ratio wise, that seems like right. 300 million people in the U S 300,000 bears, 2 million people in Slovenia, a thousand bears. So we have, we have twice as many bears per capita. I I just know if you meet a, if I meet a grizzly bear in the woods, you better send help for the grizzly. This bear. is a classic uh, Bates. Bates. <laughs> this is a classic Bates. Um, and but here's the thing with Brand, a post Achilles tear, Brandon Clark. What percentage of him is Dwight Powell? Uh, Dwight Powell is fifty percent. Okay. Because Dwight is post. Post that too, right? Like he's, he's post, post, post. post he's, he's post that injury as well. But yeah, Brandon Clark making twelve point six million or twelve point five million for the next four years. So if they're looking yeah. to move off of somebody, then he he's the only like long term money that they is maybe expendable. Now he may not be expendable, seeing as though how their their playoffs seating went. Like I don't, Brandon Clark and Steven Adams would absolutely be targets if you're the Mavericks that you're looking at. But for two multiple reasons, I don't think that Grizzlies will get rid of those guys because, like you said at the beginning of this segment, they need a vet, and Steven Adams was their vet, and they need him on the floor. Yeah. And so they have to have him. And then Brandon Clark is their versatile, like, big man. They didn't have a ton of versatility with their with their bigs when it came, you know, when they lost both of those guys. So all of a sudden they couldn't do the kind of lineups. And their superpower of offensive rebounds, owning the glass, you know, outlet passes, all that stuff, like, they just didn't have it. Once those two guys went down. So I don't think they'll get rid of those guys, but those are the two guys you're looking at. If they're trying to clear up some money. 
And they lost the series because of Luke Kennard's injury. If I gave you... If <laughs> He's I like gave the you, third highest paid player in the Grizzlies now, by the way, which is kind of crazy. Tyus Jones, Luke Kennard, Steven Adams. If you have one Grizzly on the Mavs, who would it be? Tyus Jones, Luke Kennard. Well, Tyus Jones, I think, is the best player of all those. So I think I'll take Tyus Jones. He's he's the next Jalen Brunson. If he gets signed somewhere else, he'll become. I don't think he's that good, but I would take him on the Mavs. Yes, I mean he, he'll he'll be Stephen Adams on the Mavs would be a lot of fun. I think he's a starting, like a starting caliber point guard. Huh. Interesting. Uh, the Kings, the Kings, kind of have all their guys, and I don't think there's anybody on the Kings besides maybe Rashawn Holmes who's making. Like twelve million, like over twelve million dollars, just not getting any playing time. It's something, just something's going on there. Checks. He's had he's had some some off the off the court things that maybe we don't know everything about. So maybe that's factoring in. Uh, he, but like you'd think that they could use somebody like that, especially considering how Looney killed them. So if he's not getting used by the Kings and the Kings needed help down low, rebounding and all that, I'm not sure he's helping the Mavericks. He could just need to change the scenery, and maybe that changes it. But I'm not paying. $12 million to a guy that couldn't even play for the Kings who were trotting out Alex Len, right? No, I'm with you. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. It's like at a certain point, you trust the team that <laughs> you trust the team that's not playing him at that point. The other thing about the other thing about the Kings though, is they have some, some free agents that we could look at for like a mid-level exception or like some, you know, you know some minimums or something like that. Harrison Barnes, Terrence Davis, Trey Lyles, coming home. Alex Len. Coming home. Would you be interested in a Harrison Barnes reunion for the Mavericks? Oh, hundred percent. You know that. <laughs> Take the personal side out of it. We we loved covering Harrison Barnes. He's a great guy. Yeah. Had really great talks with him, uh, and all that. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I, I think he would fit in Dallas. I think he'd be, he'd be great. Have another vet. Um, having another good guy in the locker room. Um, you know, they reference team chemistry and stuff. Vibes are off this year. Um, I th- I think a lot of teams are going to go after Harrison. I think Harrison Barnes would fit great in Memphis. You think a lot of teams are going to go after Harrison Barnes? Mm-hmm. After that, after that showing we just saw, I do. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying like. I'm not going to say. I'm not saying like twenty five million dollars. He was playing fourteen and thirteen minutes the last two games. I just. I think. I one. We know how much how much teams value chemistry. They lost the game because he couldn't hit a shot. Like like him, but also he's still like a solid quality like role player. If it's like mid level exception. Uh, if if the Mavericks got a big with with a trade in another way and they've already done that, then heck yeah, bring him in. Like they need at least one more wing like him, and he would be a stabilizer that could also get a bucket every once in a while. Like absolutely, yeah. I'd bring him back on the Mavericks. Like I'm I'm being like, facetious. H- in my, in H- my, my yeah. HB hate. You better watch out. Hate not HB. <laughs> He's like ah, I've already kind of done the Luca experience, so he got traded because of the Luca experience. Yeah, you know, I was watching this also watching the Kings. I don't think Sabonis would fit well with Luca. Like, if there was a world that, that you know, like, hey, you could pair those two together somehow, man, I just don't think it would it would work. Sorry. I think they could make it work. The pick and rolls with them would be insane. So much of how I feel about him changed in that series. Because they were playing off of him so so far. Yeah, it was just like they're treating him like Russ. Yeah, they were playing, but but at a certain point it didn't matter. Like they still scored. He got outplayed by Kevon Looney. He did. Like Kevon Looney's never making an All Star team. They all still right. went to Game Seven with the Warriors, though. I mean, um, and and had to have the Steph all time all time greatest Game Seven in, in playoff history to beat them. Yeah. So like, what they're doing has, has succeeded the, in a the way. Three seed, 
But yeah, Sabonis was not the best the best king, but he did some great he did some great stuff. Even though Draymond has no respect for him, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, why would why would you shake his hand if you stomped on his chest? We're calling him out all series and like okay, sportsmanship. Yeah, Draymond talking about respect and sportsmanship is kind of funny. It's kind of like <laughs> Phoenix, but yeah. also Draymond did that to Tristan Thompson in a, in a finals where he's like. Tristan Thompson tried to come up and give me a handshake. I'm not built like that. He's not built like me to give a hand. So he 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 snubbed him for a handshake. So Tristan like, Thompson being on the Lakers right now is rules. one of the funniest things. So I've I seen. love seeing him on the sidelines, like just like point or or LeBron go over and ask him a question. Like we've heard that in some of the mic'd up. So you're like, what is going on? Come on, that's so funny. Hey, stick up for your friends. <laughs> no new friends, Isaac. No new friends. I have nothing else to say. Guys, come back tomorrow. We'll be talking about what if the Mavs get uh, the number three pick in the draft. We'll talk about the options for them and uh, and all that. Again, subscribe to our subtext. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.